Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Coffee Break Spanish Magazine, Season 3, Episode 2. Hola a todos y bienvenidos a Coffee Break Spanish. Estamos de vuelta con otro episodio del Coffee Break Spanish Magazine y yo soy Mark. Hola amigos, soy Fernanda. ¿Cómo estás Fernanda? Muy bien Mark, ¿y tú? Muy, muy bien y muy contento porque hoy estamos hablando de una de mis ciudades preferidas en todo el mundo. Ay, bueno, me vas a tener que enseñar entonces. <laughs> <laughs> Tú me cuentas. <laughs> But before we get on to that, welcome back to another episode of this Coffee Break Spanish magazine. This is the show that is intended for intermediate learners and to help you take your Spanish that bit further. When you're learning a language... At the beginning, you go forward and forward and forward and learn lots of new things. And then there comes to a point where you kind of have to stop going forward because you need to go wider. And it's about getting more access to more content, to more input. Input in the sense of new material, new language material, new grammar points, new vocabulary. And that's exactly what this is all about. Cuando ya tenemos que empezar a practicar y ya trabajar ahí en hablar más fluido y también saber más de la cultura. Sí, la cultura sí que es muy importante también porque sin la cultura no podemos entender el idioma. No, no, no. Es y una parte tan importante. Te hace también llevarte mejor con todas las personas de los países, ¿verdad? De los diferentes exacto, países. Exacto. So if this happens to be the first episode that you're listening to, you may be wondering where Fernanda's accent is from. ¿De dónde eres tú? <laughs> Yo soy de Chile, chilena. <laughs> Eres chilena, pero no chilena como el fútbol, ¿no? No, no, no puedo hacer la chilena, pero soy chilena. <laughs> Last time we were talking about football and one particular uh, word that we came across was oh, the, the, the chilena, the, sí. the, the type of kick over your head to score a goal. Um, but of course, this time we're changing the topic and talking about something different. We're talking about a city in Spain and we're going to be joined for this episode by our Spanish colleague, Anabel. Entonces, vamos a empezar. Sí, empecemos. So, as I said earlier, we're going to Spain this week and we're focusing on a text about a city, a city that's very close to my heart because I used to study there. It's also a city we've mentioned many times on our podcasts in the past. We're talking about Salamanca. So, over to you, Anabel. Hola a todos, hoy estoy muy emocionada porque vamos a hablar de una de mis ciudades favoritas. ¿Estáis listos? Vamos allá. ¿Alguna vez habéis visto un astronauta o un dragón comiéndose un helado en la fachada de una catedral del siglo XVII? 
Si la respuesta es no, tal vez sea porque no habéis viajado a Salamanca. Esta ciudad, al oeste de la capital de España, es conocida por su historia y, sobre todo, por su cultura ecléctica. A pesar de que en la Plaza Mayor no hay obras arquitectónicas tan extravagantes, es una parada obligatoria para cualquier turista. De estilo barroco, es el lugar perfecto para probar la deliciosa carne de vacuno salmantina, tomar un helado o incluso disfrutar de los artistas callejeros. Yendo al sur por la vía principal, se pueden encontrar tiendas con la característica camiseta de la Universidad de Salamanca, la más antigua del país, y joyerías con el tradicional botón charro. Esa misma calle principal deriva en la plaza donde se encuentran las dos catedrales de la ciudad, la vieja, del siglo XIII, y la nueva, del siglo XVII. Es precisamente en esta fachada barroca donde se pueden encontrar el astronauta y el dragón, entre otras curiosidades. Desviándonos hacia el oeste, llegamos a la zona de la universidad, donde podremos ver el claustro de las escuelas menores y la fachada de las escuelas mayores, en donde hay escondida una pequeña rana. Se dice que si la encuentras, regresas a Salamanca. Y yo de momento doy fe. En nuestro viaje no puede faltar una visita al huerto de Calixto y Melibea, en cuyo pozo los enamorados dejan un candado como símbolo de su amor. Un paseo por allí parece un plan bastante romántico. Sin embargo, uno no puede marcharse de Salamanca sin ir al puente romano, que cruza el río Tormes y desde el que se puede hacer una magnífica fotografía del casco histórico de Salamanca. Así que ya sabéis, si estáis en España, es el lugar perfecto para una visita rápida. Y también para una visita un poco más larga también, ¿no? <risa> Se ve precioso Salamanca, ¿verdad? <risa> uh, de hecho, yo he pasado como cuatro meses en, en Salamanca. ¡Qué suerte! He estudiado filología española en la Universidad de Salamanca, pero hace como, a ver... Hace 25 años o algo así. Hace poquito, hace poquito. <risa> Pero me ha gustado un montón. Es una ciudad preciosa, con mucha historia, mucha cultura, muchísimos estudiantes, mucha juerga. ¡Juerga! <risa> es fiesta, vida nocturna vida y todo nocturna, eso. Sí. Pero eso, no, es que es que es una ciudad que me, me encanta. Bueno, cuando vayas a La Manca me tienes que dar consejos entonces. Perfecto, sí, lo haré. Gracias. Okay, let us go back through our text now and we'll talk a little about the language used as usual and we'll basically translate it as we go along. So, Fernanda, over to you. Okay. ¿Alguna vez habéis visto un astronauta o un dragón comiéndose un helado? So, one time, any time, have you seen an astronaut or a dragon eating an ice cream to him or herself. <laughs> so, not a very good translation, but basically, alguna vez habéis visto. So, we're using the vosotros form here. Sí. Fernanda, you wouldn't say that, would you? <laughs> Naturalmente no, pero en Latinoamérica lo aprendemos mm -hmm. cuando aprendemos español o castellano, ¿verdad? So, you would say alguna vez han visto, han visto ustedes sí. han visto, pero en España se puede decir vosotros habéis visto. So, have you ever seen an astronaut or a dragon Eating an ice cream. <laughs> Qué peculiar. <laughs> sí. ¿Y dónde? En la fachada de una catedral del siglo XVII. So, on the facade of a cathedral from the 17th century. Now, let's just think about this. An astronaut sculpted in stone 
in the 17th century before space travel was popularised and so on. Yeah, it's, it's quite interesting. And even a, an ice cream, uh, well, ice cream may have been around, I don't know. I remember that. that. <laughs> but a dragon-eating one. Basically, we're talking about something very peculiar here on the facade of the cathedral, sí, la fachada. La fachada. Bueno, fachada es una palabra bastante interesante porque tenemos expresiones también. Ah, cuéntanos. Sí, cuéntanos. por ejemplo, si tú dices que alguien es pura fachada, Pura fachada. Sí, es como que te muestran una cosa, sí. pero son otra. Por ok, so it's all a facade. They're just sí. showing you the facade. Por ejemplo, tú dices, ay, qué elegante, o se ve muy rica esa persona. Y tú dices, ah, es pura fachada. No tiene dinero, no, no. <laughs> so if you're seeing someone who looks very elegant and sí. looks as if they're very rich, but then you get told that es pura fachada. Sí. <laughs> it's just a pure facade. It's, it's, it, the pura bit, is that particularly chileno? Eh, no. Usamos no. también en Latinoamérica. Oh, okay, sí, sí. De Latinoamérica. So it's, it's pure facade. It's, sí. it's just a, it's a, a front that he or she is putting on. Sí, sí, sí. Pura fachada, a nice expression there. Okay, so coming back to our astronauts and our ice cream eating dragons, <laughs> si la respuesta es no. Tal vez sea porque no habéis viajado a Salamanca. So if the answer is no, perhaps it's because you have never traveled to Salamanca. Let's look at that tal vez sea. Tal vez means perhaps. Sí. It can be replaced by quizás. Sí. And both quizás and tal vez here are followed by the subjunctive. Sea, ¿verdad? So tal vez sea, and it's because there's doubt involved. Perhaps sí. you haven't been to Salamanca. No se sabe, ¿verdad? Es una so, teoría. Exactly. So these sculptures can be found on the the, the cathedral in Salamanca, uh, as amazing as it may seem. Um, <laughs> and we're going to tell you a little more about Salamanca now. Perfecto. Esta ciudad, al oeste de la capital de España, es conocida por su historia. So this city, to the west of the capital of Spain, is known for its history. There's an example of por being translated by for. Sí, perfecto. So it's been known for its history. Y sobre todo, por su cultura ecléctica. And above all, for its eclectic culture. So there we're talking about the... the una mezcla, una combinación cultural, ¿verdad? Exacto. So it's the mix of cultures that's sí. the important thing. It's lots of different types of cultures sí. uh, coming together in this one city. A pesar de que en la Plaza Mayor no hay obras arquitectónicas tan extravagantes... So, despite the fact that in the Plaza Mayor, in the main square, there are not uh, extravagant or such extravagant uh, architectural works. Es una parada obligatoria para cualquier turista. It is an obligatory stop for any tourist. Now, before we go on, I need to tell you about the Plata Mayor in okay, Salamanca. Cuéntame, cuéntame. It is a fantastic place. And last time we were talking about the verb pasear. Sí. And the paseo in the Plaza Mayor de Salamanca, just after people have had their, their, their well, after lunch or indeed sí. before dinner, um, when people are going for their wander through the Plaza Mayor, it's wonderful. You sit there having a coffee and you just watch the people walking by and enjoying the, the, the warm sunshine or indeed the, 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 the slightly colder weather because it can get a really, really frío. cold in the <laughs> winter para, in Salamanca. Para su coffee break. <laughs> para su coffee break, sí. Para, pero pues para Calentarte. Sí. Coffee, Se necesita el cafecito. Exacto. Ok, so although it's not full of fabulous architectural works, it's a lovely place to be. Let's find out a little more about this Plaza Mayor. De estilo barroco, es el lugar perfecto para probar la deliciosa carne de vacuno salmantina. So in a baroque style, de estilo barroco, 
It's the perfect place to try the delicious uh, Salamancan beef. Oh. Uh, very high quality beef. Ah, qué rico, qué bueno. Mm-hmm. Carne de, de vacuno. So, vaca is obviously cow. So, sí. carne de vacuno is, is beef meat, as it were. Sí, perfecto. Tomar un helado o incluso disfrutar de los artistas callejeros. So, you can either try your beef, you can have an ice cream. I have had many, many ice creams in the Plata Mayor of Salamanca. Um, and also enjoy the street artists. Uh, so people performing, there are many performers, as in many uh, cities where there are squares and so on. So lots of performers. Muy bonito. Vamos a seguir. Yendo al sur, por la vía principal, se pueden encontrar tiendas con la característica camiseta de la Universidad de Salamanca, la más antigua del país. Okay, so the university in Salamanca is the oldest one in the country. So the oldest one in Spain and one of the oldest in the, in the whole of Europe. And therefore, it dates from 1134. So this university is very traditional. It's such a part of the town and the city that everywhere you can get the uh, the souvenirs with the University of Salamanca ah, on it. Un buen recuerdito. These, sí, exacto. Including these uh, características camisetas, <laughs> the, the t-shirts uh, with the, the logo, with the, the emblem of the University of Salamanca. Se la lleva so, de regalo, ¿verdad? Exacto, sí, sí, sí. So, yendo al sur por la vía principal, this means going to the south through the, 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 the main street. You can encounter or you can find shops with the traditional t-shirts of the University of Salamanca, which is, as we said, the oldest in the country. Sí. Y joyerías con el tradicional botón charro. So, and these are jewelry shops with the traditional charro button or the charro pin. Now, charro is a word that can be, well, it can mean a few things. It's a kind of cowboy, isn't it? Sí, bueno, los charros mexicanos, sí. que son los que cantan las eh, rancheras, ¿verdad? Sí. Tan conocidos con las guitarras. Exacto. So the, the charro bands in, in, sí. in Mexico. But what we're talking about here is a, it's a kind of silver pin um, with a, a design on it. And Un it's estilo very, especial. Very typical of, of, of Salamanca. Indeed, it's, it's so typical that you get you can find it everywhere, just like the, the T-shirts, the, the, the University of Salamanca T-shirts. So you can get your, your Botón Charro fridge magnet, you can get your key ring, you can obviously buy the button as well as a brooch sí. or something like that. Ay, qué lindo debe ser entonces con llaveros, magnetos. Exacto, todo. exacto. Okay, let us go on from here. Esa misma calle principal deriva en la plaza donde se encuentran las dos catedrales de la ciudad. Okay, so this same main street, deriva comes from the verb derivar. Sí. And to me, in my head, it sort of feels like derives from, but in this case, it actually goes towards, isn't sí, it? Sí, va hacia. <laughs> si tú te imaginas, termina la calle y va hacia otro lugar. And I have to say, when you do walk along the street, you walk along from the, the Plata Mayor and you're walking along the street. It's pedestrianized now, mostly. And you walk right along and then you come into this plaza. I think it's the Plata de Anaya. And your head goes straight up because you can't believe you've not seen the cathedral until this point. But you arrive there and you see the cathedral, those beautiful gardens, and it's just absolutely astounding. It's wonderful. Oh, perfecto para fotos, ¿verdad? Sí. So I've got a little bit excited there. Let's get back to the text. Um, so this esa misma calle, so that same street, deriva en la plaza, it ends up in or it arrives at the square, donde se encuentran las dos catedrales de la ciudad where you can find the two cathedrals of the city. La vieja del siglo XIII. So the old one from the 13th century. Y la nueva 
del 17. And the new one from the 17th century, del siglo XVII. Es precisamente en esta fachada barroca donde se pueden encontrar el astronauta y el dragón, entre otras curiosidades. So it's precisely in this baroque facade where you can encounter, where you can find the astronaut and the dragon, uh, among other curiosities. <laughs> <laughs> el momento para el selfie, ¿verdad? <laughs> Exacto. <laughs> Ok, let's head towards the west. Desviándonos hacia el oeste, llegamos a la zona de la universidad, donde podremos ver el claustro de las escuelas menores y la fachada de las escuelas mayores. Ok, that's quite a long sentence there. Let's go back through it. Desviándonos hacia el oeste, so heading off towards the west, llegamos a la zona de la universidad. So we arrive in the zone, the area of the university. Donde podremos ver, where we will be able to see, a nice future tense, el claustro de las escuelas menores. El claustro is a cloister. Sí, como cloister, ¿verdad? Okay, so this is the, the sort of arched area. It's a beautiful building, an arched area with an open, no roof, basically. Um, with a, I think, if I remember correctly, there's a, a lawn, a grass lawn yeah. in the middle. Um, and this is of the escuelas menores. Sí. And then we also see la fachada de las escuelas, de las escuelas mayores. So, what's going sí, on here? Bueno, a ver, en el pasado, en las escuelas menores se estudiaban bachilleratos o algunas carreras eh, no tan avanzadas. Mm -hmm. Y después se podía pasar a las escuelas mayores, okay. donde se hacían más licenciaturas o doctorados. Okay, so these were the, 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 the sort of lower grades of study in sí. the escuelas menores. And then if you wanted to continue your studies, you would pass on to the escuelas mayores. And that was in the past. Things en el are, pasado, uh, sí. are a little bit different now. And in the fachada of the Escuelas Mayores, there's something interesting. Sí, en donde hay escondida una pequeña rana. There is a little frog hidden. Um, so <laughs> let, let's hear about the, the, the tradition here. Sí, se dice que si la encuentras, regresas a Salamanca. So it is said that if you find it, you will return to Salamanca. Es como una leyenda. Una leyenda, sí, a legend, uh, that if you find this frog, then you will return to Salamanca. What does Annabel say here? Annabel dijo, y yo de momento doy fe. This is a good uh, example of a, a nice uh, expression. Dar fe means to testify. Sí, So Annabel is testifying to the fact that if you do find the frog, you'll go back to Salamanca. I have to admit something here. I have not yet found it, so my oh. job is to return in order to find Para it. Para encontrarla. <laughs> okay, let's finish off our, our text. En nuestro viaje no puede faltar una visita al huerto de Calixto y Melibea. In our journey, we can't miss the garden or the orchard of Calixto y Melibea, or Calisto and Melibea. Um, let, let's talk a little about this because this is very much a cultural reference sí. here. Ellos, bueno, son unos personajes de La Celestina. De La Celestina, sí. que es un, una obra de una obra. Fernando de Rojas. ¿no? Sí, muy conocida La Celestina. Y se supone que estos personajes se conocieron en el jardín. Uh -huh. So it's, it's supposed that these two characters met in this garden. 
Sí, y um, la Celestina, ser Celestina es una expresión interesante porque es como matchmaker. Exacto. So, the, the word Celestina is like the, the word matchmaker and there, there's a whole story there. You, you need to look into the story to find out a little more about it. We're simplifying things here a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> sí. definitely, definitely check this out. But what is in this, this garden, in this orchard, uh, a pozo? Sí, entonces, en cuyo pozo los enamorados dejan un candado como símbolo de su amor. So we're talking here about un pozo, which is a well. Sí. And this is where lovers, so people in love, leave un candado, which a, is... A padlock. A padlock, um, as a symbol of their love. So as many people do in many different places around the world, uh, sometimes causing bridges to fall into the River Seine and things sí, like that. Sí, un poquito peligroso. <laughs> sí, 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 sí. But you can leave a, a padlock as a symbol of your love In this well. Un paseo por allí parece un plan bastante romántico. So, uh, a wander over that way seems a, a, quite a, a romantic idea. Sí, sin embargo, uno no puede marcharse de Salamanca sin ir al puente romano. However, you can't leave, you can't go away from Salamanca. Marcharse de means to leave or to leave from without going to the Roman bridge que cruza el río Tormes y desde el que se puede hacer una magnífica fotografía del casco histórico de Salamanca. So the Roman bridge crosses the río, the, the, the Tormes River, and from which, desde el que se puede hacer, from which you can make or you can take a magnificent photo of the historical part of Salamanca, the, the historical center of Salamanca. Sí, de todos los edificios. Exacto. Así que, ya sabéis, si estáis en España, es el lugar perfecto para una visita rápida. So, now you know, if you're in Spain, then it is the perfect place for a short or indeed a longer visit. Just on the point of it being a short visit, you can easily get to Salamanca in a day from, from Madrid. So, you can just jump on the train. Um, the train takes now about an hour and a half. When I was there, there was no train. You had to get a bus, which took four hours. Oh. <laughs> But you've now got the train, which will get you there in roughly an hour and a half, I think. Um, spend the day in Salamanca and then get back to Madrid in the evening. So it's definitely worth a stop if you're there. Un buen panorama. <laughs> Exacto. Now, we've also actually got some uh, video content that we filmed in Salamanca. We filmed our second season of uh, Coffee Break Spanish to Go in Salamanca with Marina and also made a little film about that day. So that's coming soon on our YouTube channel. So don't forget to check that out. For now, we're going to take a short break. If you'd like to get more out of your experience with the Coffee Break Spanish magazine, then you can use the premium version of this course. That includes lesson notes and transcripts, and also vocabulary and exercises to help you get more out of each lesson. The Coffee Break Spanish magazine premium edition is available at the Coffee Break Academy, and you can head to coffeebreakacademy.com for more information. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. 
Welcome back. It's time for a question from one of our listeners. And this week we're going to Norway to hear from Hannah. Over to you, Hannah. Hola, soy Hannah de Noruega. Y tengo una pregunta, pero en inglés. When do you not use the subjunctive form when speaking about the future? Pues muchas gracias, Anna. Uh, tusen tack. De veldi brao. Practicera norskermin. Uh, pero bueno, volvamos al español. Muy bien. <laughs> let's talk about the, the subjunctive and let's talk about cuando in particular because it is an interesting word. Of course, we know it means when. Sí. But we do use it in two specific situations, don't we, Fernanda? Sí, muy bien, Marque. Muy buena pregunta, Hanna. Entonces, ¿cuándo? ¿Cuándo? Uh, <laughs> Usamos cuando en el futuro... Se usa siempre el subjuntivo. So every time cuando is followed by a future scenario, we use the subjunctive. Sí, There siempre. Is no doubt. No, no tenemos okay. otra opción. Y si usamos cuando con algo que siempre hacemos, algo regular, usamos el presente, un tiempo más normal, ¿verdad? So in this case, whenever we're talking about something that's, that's regular, that happens as a regular occurrence, then we use cuando with the present. I think if we have some examples, this will help. Let's sí. start with the, the normal, the regular occurrence ones. Entonces, cuando voy a Málaga, siempre compro en el mercado de atarazanas. Okay, so this is a, a, a regular occurrence. Whenever you go to Málaga, you always go shopping in the atarazanas market. Sí, siempre compro verduras y fruta fresca. Y pescado. Muy ah, sí, sí, muy bien, sí, verdad. <laughs> So, compro, a nice, straightforward present tense there. Sí. Cuando voy a Málaga, cada vez compro en el mercado de atarazanas. Perfecto, siempre lo hago. Let's change this now. Let's think about a future situation because perhaps, well, I know that for a fact you're going to uh, Málaga next year, aren't you? Sí, 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 de vacaciones en marzo. Muy bien. Entonces, con tus planes podrías decir, cuando vaya a Málaga, compraré en el mercado de atarazanas. So, do you see what's happening here, Hannah? We've got cuando vaya a Málaga, when I go to Málaga. Now, that subjunctive there, I guess it kind of involves a little bit of uncertainty because we don't know whether that's going to happen. Hopefully it will happen. Esperemos. <laughs> but there is that element of uncertainty there. And that's why we're, when we're talking about this future situation, when you go to Málaga in March then we need the subjunctive. Cuando vaya a Málaga en marzo. And the next part is just a normal future because sí. I will buy, I will go to shop in the... Son the tus Mercado. planes. Those are the plans. So, cuando vaya a Málaga, that's the first bit that's linked to the cuando, compraré en el mercado de atarazanas. Sí, esperemos que vaya. <laughs> Perfecto. Well, Hannah, I hope that makes sense that after the cuando, when there's a future situation, you need the subjunctive, but when it's a normal, when you're talking about what you normally do, a regular occurrence, then just stick with a present tense. Perfecto, Mark, muy bien. Okay, hopefully that makes sense to Hannah and I hope that that's also made sense to our other listeners. And if you have a question for the Coffee Break Spanish team, then you can call our voicemail line and the numbers are for the UK, 0141-416-6880, for the US, 347-474-6880 and for Australia 08-7200-6880 or of course you can go straight to coffeebreakquestions.com and we look forward to your questions. Okay, we're back with the final segment of this episode and we're back with Anabel. Hola Anabel. Hola. ¿Cómo estás? Bien, bien. ¿Qué tal tú? 
Bien, muy bien. Y muy contento de estar hablando de Salamanca hoy. <risa> ¿Tú eres de Salamanca? No, yo soy de Madrid, pero mi familia es de Salamanca. Ah, muy interesante. Entonces conoces muy bien la ciudad. Sí. Es una ciudad preciosa, ¿no? Es preciosa, es magnífica. Veo, de hecho, que, que tienes un anillo. Sí, eh, es el botón charro. El botón charro, que es un símbolo de, de Salamanca. De Salamanca. ¿no? Uh -huh. Muy bien. Pues en cada episodio... Vamos a charlar un poquito sobre, no sé, algo de la gramática o de una expresión idiomática o, no sé, una, un trabalenguas o, o lo que sea. ¿Qué tienes para nosotros hoy? Hoy tengo la expresión ser un gorrón. Ser un gorrón. Ok, let's think a little about this expression. So, un gorrón. ¿Qué es un gorrón? Un gorrón es una persona que se aprovecha de los demás. Ah, right. So someone who takes advantage of other people. Not a very nice term, but let, no, let's but... talk a little more about it. Entonces, ¿de, de, ¿de dónde viene esta palabra? Viene precisamente de Salamanca, que es, una, bueno, es la ciudad universitaria. Uh -huh. Y um, los estudiantes que no tenían muchos recursos se diferenciaban de los que sí porque llevaban una gorra. Okay, so the students who didn't have many resources mm -hmm. or who didn't have much money, in a sense, they differentiated themselves from the other students. In, in what way? Llevaban? Llevaban una gorra. Una gorra. So they were wearing, they used to wear a hat. Sí. ¿Qué tipo de gorra? Una gorra oscura mm -hmm. y después la capa era de una tela mucho más barata. Okay, so a, a, a dark hat and then sí. a cape... Um, which was of cheap uh, material. Exactly. Okay, so these are the students who didn't have as much money. Mm -hmm. So how did this then become ser un gorrón? Porque como no tenían dinero para comer, sí. se colaban en fiestas y así comían y bebían gratis. So they went to parties and uh -huh. they ate and they drank for free. Um, so they were taking advantage of the goodness of other people. Sí. And this is how we get the phrase ser un gorrón. Mm -hmm. ¿Puedes darnos un, un ejemplo de esta palabra? Sí, por supuesto. Mi amiga Elena, por ejemplo, es una gorrona porque nunca paga nada. Uy, pero ¿sabe que estás hablando de ella? <laughs> Esperemos que no. You're making this up, of course. You don't have that. Sí. <laughs> okay, so your friend is a gorrona, the feminine version of sí. this. Una gorrona porque nunca paga mm -hmm. por nada. Exacto. Okay, so she never pays for anything, so she's a bit of a gorrona. She takes advantage of other people's kindness. Pues muchísimas gracias, Anabel. Gracias a ti. We'll be back with Anabel not next time, but the following episode, and we're looking forward to what you have for us next time too. Muchas gracias. Gracias. Is gorrona or gorrón a word that you use in Chile? No, es una expresión nueva para mí. <laughs> Entonces, ¿tú tienes otra palabra que usas en, en Latinoamérica? No sé, diría alguien que es aprovechado, tal vez, sí, sí que se aprovecha. Ajá. Pero no hay una palabra fija para... No, 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 no se me ocurre ahora. Se aprovecha de la buena voluntad. Sí, ok, vale, vale. Pues, this episode, as all our episodes of the Coffee Break Spanish Magazine, is available as part of our premium course, and that is available in the Coffee Break Academy, where you You can access the transcript and the lesson notes along with vocabulary and exercises to help you get more out of what we've talked about today. So to find out more about that, head to coffeebreakacademy.com. Now our episodes go out every two weeks, but if you would like to practice during these two weeks, you can practice in social media with our Coffee Break team. Mm -hmm. And so where can our listeners find us on Facebook? We post regular language and cultural challenges on Facebook. Just go to Coffee Break Spanish on the search. Okay, engine. and what about Twitter? Uh, you can go to Learn Spanish on Twitter and you'll have regular updates. Mm -hmm. 
And finally, Instagram. Uh, Instagram, you can go to Coffee Break Languages to find us. And there you'll find all the behind-the-scenes photos. We must take a photo in the in the studio because <laughs> yeah. we've, we've not taken a photo yet of you in the studio, Fernanda. So I know. We'll put that on Instagram. <laughs> pues muchas gracias y hasta muchas la próxima. Muchas gracias, Marca. Adiós. You have been listening to a production of the Coffee Break Academy for the Radiolingua Network. Copyright 2019, Radiolingua Limited. Recording copyright 2019, Radiolingua Limited. All rights reserved. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.